time. Would you please rise with me? We're going to read. We're going to read in the book of Isaiah tonight. I'm going to take you to the book of Isaiah. Yeah. God is good. All the time. If you're blessed to be here, say amen. I want you to turn your attention to the screens. It's in Isaiah 43, verse 1. We're reading in the New King James Version. If you could read this with me. Let's read together. But now, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will... And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your reading of your word tonight. I thank you, Father God, that through it all, you're faithful. Through it all, you are just. Through it all, you never leave us, neither forsake us. And we honor you tonight, Holy Spirit. We thank you for being in this place. We stand in your presence You're not in ours. We are in your presence. And I thank you as we honor you tonight. May you speak to every heart tonight that they will not leave you the way that they've came, but they will be encouraged, uplifted, renewed, refreshed, and ready to step forward, knowing that everything is well. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we say, amen. Before you be seated, I need you to high-five two people and tell them God is good. Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome to Wednesday evening service, second service of the year 2017, second Wednesday service. Anybody blessed to have made it to 2017, say amen. Amen. Come on, you could have heard some bad news, some bad reports, but I made it. I made it to 2017. This is a new year. Somebody say amen. amen. Guess what? In a new year, it's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. It's a new start. Let's stand back at the starting of the race all over again. It's a new year. I want you to high five and tell somebody and tell them it's a new year. year. Hey, you know what? I I don't know about you, but I get excited when it's something new. I get excited when I know it's something new. How many of you enjoy walking and riding or riding in a new car? Anybody love to walk into a brand new home? Anybody like to put on brand new clothes? Anybody just likes to put on new things? Doesn't it feel fresh? Doesn't it feel vibrant? Doesn't it feel like, yeah? Come on, how many of you feel good when you got something new? This is a new year. Get ready because in a new year, something great is about to happen. I remember learning this about Apostle Tetzola said that, that expectation is the breeding grounds for what? So this year is a new year of miracles. It's a new year of breakthrough. Somebody say breakthrough is mine. Miracles is mine. Anybody agree it's about to take place this year? And if it's already started happening, somebody say thank you, Lord. If things have not started happening yet, I want you to say help me, Jesus. I know it's on the way. But you know what? We got to do our part. We got to continue to praise God in advance. Somebody say amen. So if you could help me, give God your best praise right now. Oh, come on now. Wait, wait, wait. He was just about to give you the brand new keys to a brand new vehicle or keys to a new home, and that's how you praise him and get excited? Some of you just lost a blessing because you hold back your praise. So at this time, if you know that you made it to the year of 2017 and you have blessed and God has brought you this far and you believe greater things is about to happen on the count of three, I want you to give him your best praise. One, two, three. Thank you, Lord. Victory is mine. I walk blessed. I live in the favor of God. I am an overcomer. I am in the year of overflow still. I'm still striving in the spirit. No weapon formed shall prosper. I have got victory. Come on, come on. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. You may be seated. I needed to have you do that because you know why? Because God is about to pour out some good things this year. 
I said some good things this year. Some good things is about to happen. As we strive in the spirit, good things is about to happen. As we move forward, good things is about to happen. The Bible says he's, a, he's diligent to those who diligently seek him. He's a responder of them that diligently seek him is what the Bible says. So I thank God if we continually to be diligent, he responds. He moves. He's activated. He's not a mummy or a mannequin that is in the window just standing and looking good. My God is in operation, moving. He's moving. He's moving. So if he's moving, I got to keep on moving. Look at your neighbor and tell him, we've got to keep on moving. Got to, got to, got to, got to. I don't know about you, but this year, when we made it into the year 2017, I just looked up to heaven. I said, thank you, Lord. I stand at the start of a race all over again. It might have been a struggle in 2016, but hey, baby, I'm at the starting line all over again. I'm standing. It's time to stand toe-to-toe. I might have went down in the first round or the second round, but guess what? We got 12 months all over again, and we're going to stand head-to-head, toe-to-toe, knowing that I'm going to defeat the enemy all 12 months of this year in Jesus' name. I don't know about you, but you got to contend. You got to contend for the faith. You got to contend for your faith. You got to contend for everything God has blessed you with. You got to contend for your family. You got to fight in the spirit. You know, God has blessed us over and above in every one of your household. I know he's done something great in your life that, that if you just look back in 2016, you would look back and you'd say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I remember hearing an artist sing, never would have made it without you. I don't know about you, but I know I've never would have made it into 2017 if it hadn't been for his grace. You know, when we say that, you know, you only have to really believe it, not just believe it, but you have to have walked through something that you know without a shadow of a doubt. If it hadn't been for God's hands of protection, if it hadn't been for his guidance, if it hadn't been for his healing, if it hadn't been for his breakthrough, if it hadn't been for his favor, if it hadn't been for his provision, where would we be? But I made it to 2017. I made it. I made it. I made it. Last year might have been a struggle. We might have just won by one point, but guess what? We made it. You could have just won the victory by half a point. You won. You made it. 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 And I thank God through the struggle, through the pain, through the storm, he's still faithful. He's still good. He's still just. Still loves me. Still loves me. Have you ever thought about that? God still loves you. Despite all the junk and all the hakaka that you created in 2016, he still loves you. He still loves you. His grace is still there. His mercy is still there. His favor is still there. And he loves you just for who you are. Somebody should have shouted and said, Amen. You know, when I get off the hook, when I just look back and I say, wow, Lord, you could have not even forgiven me what you did. Last year, I made so much mistakes throughout the year. I screwed up so much times, but your grace was still there. Grace, I I don't know about you, but I messed up many of times. Come on now, just because I'm a pastor does not exempt me from from going through the temptations. Come on now, I'm going to be real with you. It does not exempt us from going through temptation, going through challenge. We are all human. We go through the same challenges that you will go through. But through it all, God still loves us. Through it all, he's still there. Through it all, I'm so thankful he never threw in the towel and gave up. But he said, get up and keep on fighting. Keep your hands up and keep on fighting. The fight is not over. The Bible tells me that he that began a good work in you shall perform it all the way up until Jesus Christ comes back. So guess what, everyone that tells me? Keep your hands up and keep on fighting. Got to contend this year. We got to contend. Look at somebody and tell them, you've got to contend this year. Got to contend. You can't go down without a fight. Don't let the enemy just keep pushing you all around and you just want to give up on yourself. You just want to throw in the towel yourself. You just want to say, forget it. God has brought you too far to ever turn back. He's brought you and I a mighty long way. Can we never, can, I don't know about you, but I can never turn back. 
I cannot turn back. I turn around, look, those bridges is gone already. He's done too much in my life. He's healed me, redeemed me. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. You know what? He's done things in your life that you, nobody else can really say how he's been good unless how you say he's been good. Nobody knows your testimony like your neighbor. Your neighbor might not know your testimony. Only you and Jesus know what he's delivered you from. Some of you were stuck in addiction. Some of you were in strongholds. But God broke the chain of condemnation. He broke everything under the blood of Jesus. And today we can come freely and say, thank you, Lord. I'm free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Somebody, if you're free, say hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know what? God has got a word for us tonight. This year's theme is amazing. Strive in the Spirit. Can you say it? Strive in the Spirit. Say it again. Say strive in the Spirit. Say it again. Say strive in the Spirit. If you notice, in the spirit comes after strive, but the only way to strive is you got to be in the spirit. You can never do anything without the spirit of God. We are still the small S, but he is the big S. And with the big S, all things are possible. With the big S, everything's going to be right. With the big S, I know that he will make every way possible in our life. The big S. I'm talking about the big S. Striving in the spirit. Tonight, I'm going to touch on this tonight, and I got to jump into the word tonight. I'm going to share on this. I'm going to stay in this two scripture verses in verse 1 and 2 of Isaiah 43. And I remember having an Isaiah book, book of Isaiah in a whole semester of school. Back in Bible school, we went through the whole semester of Isaiah. And my my teacher was this teacher named Mike Ward. And my sisters got an opportunity to go and meet him, and I enjoyed it. But in the book of Isaiah, it's amazing. It's amazing. This is where, if you've not heard... um, uh, I can't recall the title of the, the album, but Judah 5 came up with an album and it says the song, I will never forever lift my voice in praise. Anybody know that song? Well, that song was written in five minutes sitting in my book of Isaiah class. Sitting in the book of Isaiah classes because from, from chapter one, it talked about how, I mean, well, only from one, but it talks about Isaiah in verse chapter six. He talks about him, about the, the, the seraphim angels picked up the coal and placed it upon his lips, and he was never the same anymore. He became purified of the language he probably spoke. He became changed from the way he probably upheld himself. But, but Isaiah is something special, but Isaiah is actually a, 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 a time where God's people, the people of Israel, is walking through a, a season. Somebody say a season. They're walking through a season where God has, is totally pissed with them. He's totally pissed. I think I'm going to speak Waianae language right now. He's very upset. He's very upset because his people has done some sinful things. Come on now, somebody. Have done some things that was not pleasing in the eyes of God. Was not pleasing. And this time, the, 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 the 12 tribes were broken up. And this time, Isaiah is prophesying over the tribe of Judah. The first 39 chapters, they talked about Isaiah prophesying over them. And what was happening because, because of their sinful ways. That God was going to challenge them and they were going to be put under the whipping. Anybody likes to get a whipping? You know what? I remember growing up and I hated whipping. But whipping is good. I'm a, I'm a proud product of some good whipping, baby. I got the bumps to prove it too. God is good. So Isaiah is actually telling them and prophesying them and telling them, you know what, God is totally upset with you. You guys have been doing some things that were out of the will of God, and there's some things that you've got to adjust. Somebody say adjust. And he said, you've got to change some things. There's some, there's some punishment that is coming your way. There's some whipping that is about to happen. He's about to whip it. Whip it, baby. He's about to whip it because of the things that they have done that was not pleasing. And Isaiah tells him all the way in the first 39 books about the punishments and all the things that they were going to, God was displeased. But then it came all up to chapter 40, and I thank God for chapter 40 because it, Isaiah changed. Isaiah, not, not changed for men, but he changed in what God was trying to say. He said, you know what, all the whippings, all the beatings, all the punishment that you're going through, there's a reason for it. Somebody say, there's a reason. 
you know, he said, there's a reason for it. And he said, through the challenge, through the beating, through the whipping, guess what? When you come out of there, when you come out of all the pounding and all the good stuff, all the pounding, all the correction, all the reproofs, all the rebukes, hallelujah, all the chastisement, all the beatings in the spirit, it says that when you come out of there, you'll be better than you were when you were going before you went in. Anybody agree that whatever you've been challenged with, before, before you were challenged, you were a hard-head bugger. But through the challenge, it bought you some things in your life that you thank God you went through the challenge because it made a champ through the challenge. Come on now. You never would have gotten victory if it wasn't for any opponent. You wouldn't have never gotten any victory or championship belt if there was not any challenge. But Isaiah reminded them all at the 40, and he says, whatever you've been through, it was for the good. Because now you're better than you were at the beginning. Anybody can attest for all the times you were whipped, and he said, I'll never do it again. I'll never do it. I'll never take the candy from Long's again. I'll never touch my mom's lunch money again. Oh, come on, everybody. If you can remember the whippings that you got, you're probably thinking, like, oh, my goodness, my dad used a water hose. He used this, he used that, she used this. The thing that I hated about was even the children to testify of that. The thing that nobody liked was if you done something to your mom and your mom told you, you wait till your dad come home. Just wait till your dad go home. The whole day is just junk. The whole day is just, it's just miserable. Oh, no. Now what my dad going to lick me with now? You thinking about, oh, will he get the belt? Which belt is he going to lose? I'm going to take all of the, I'm going to hide all of the hard leather belts. Come on now, your whole day is just messed up because mom said, you just wait till dad come home. And you know, Jesus, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. So you try to clean up the whole house, clean up the whole yard, do everything. Come on, everybody. You try to change, right? You try to change in one whole day. You try to change. I became an angel in one day. You never had the halo, but today, when before that came on, you had a halo so big, it goes right around the whole room. Come on, anybody can attest to all of that. And then dad comes home. Oh, dad, look. Oh, dad, oh, dad you're so good. But that's what was happening to God's people, the people of Israel. They were put into an area where God was so upset with them, so upset with them because of their sin. But then they started to make change, and I thank God for his grace. And it leads us all up to the book of Isaiah 43. And this is where it talks about, I'm going to touch right into this area. In Isaiah 43, it says this in verse 1, it says, but now, anybody love when God just says, I'm going to step in, but now. You know what, I looked at this and I said, wow, you could have used any word, but he started off with the word but now. Anybody agree that they enjoy when God puts his butt into the picture? I mean, you was left all alone. Things, your boss said this, all this kind of mess had happened, all kinds of, all kinds of junk things happened, but God just, just steps his butt right in the picture. I thank God that his butt is so big that it covers everything out of me. I thank God he's got a big butt. Come on, somebody. Aren't you thankful that God has got a big butt? Look at your neighbor and tell him he's got a big butt. Don't look down. Keep your eyes up. I thank God that he put his butt in the middle of the picture. Why? It's because if not, if God not, did not step in and put himself in the middle of it, what atoning sacrifice would have been there for us? Because of God, it's the, you know what? I'm not talking about his elemu. His glutes. I'm talking about God, the B-U-T, not T-T, the B-U-T. God stepping in and becomes the bridge. And But this is how much I love you. Come on, somebody. I thank God that God stepped in the picture and says, but now. It says this, but now thus says the Lord who created you. I'm going to give you five keys in that one verse. Number one is God created you. God created you. Anybody blessed to be created by God? Aren't you glad that you are created in his image and in his likeness? 
Apostle always shares about the hoo-hoo-hoo and the monkey stuff. But my God is a good-looking God. Come on, somebody. My God is a good-looking God. Created his image. It says God created you, number one. Key point number one. The Bible says in, it says in Hebrews, in the Hebrew text of what this context is trying to say, about the word creator or created, it means this. In Hebrew, it means select. So God created us, so he created you. The Bible says this in the book of Hebrew, and what the context is saying is that he selected you. I'm so grateful that he selected me. I could have been doing other things in this world, but he selected me. He looked down and he said, wow, that guy don't look like he can use much, but I think I can do something great through him. Anybody is thankful that God selected you. I mean, he could have chose anybody else. He could have took your neighbor. He could have did anybody else, but he chose you. That you would carry out his work. He chose you. That you would carry out the truth. Why did Christ come to the earth? It's not so that he could die upon the cross of Calvary. He came to tell the truth of his father. So you're selected to tell the truth about his father. Anybody blessed tonight that you were um, selected by the creator? Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, you selected, man. You selected. Number two is this. It says this. Created, O Jacob, and he who formed you. God formed you. He not only created you, he formed you. Somebody say form. I was writing all kinds of notes. I was going to email this to Shelly, but I think she might have got lost if I did. God formed you. It says this. The word form. The word form means to squeeze. The word form means to mold or to shape. The word in this context, the word form means to squeeze, to mold, or to shape. Somebody say squeeze, mold, or shape. So he created you. He formed you. And guess what? In the form times, in the forming times, the only way that the form ends up breaking is if it can't handle the pressure. Right? But guess what? My God's form is so amazing that he's a gentleman. That he, I know through the pressures that we give him, come on, all the hardship that we give him, all the stuff that say, I'm going to leave you today. I forget about you. Some of, some of us might have forgotten about God. And we step out of the form. We step out of the form, and guess what happens? If you use a potter, a potter, I, lo- I used to love this. My wife, when I was, when I were up, um, when I was playing up at the University of UH, my wife was going to school there too, and then she used to work at this pottery class. And so I used to come in the middle of the night waiting for her to finish work. But I used to love watching the people in the pottery room working on the pottery. And as they were stepping on the wheel, the wheels spin and they put water and it is shaped. But if they took their hands off of, the, off of the pottery or off of the clay and they just left it spinning, the thing would like, <laughs> the thing would come tumbling down. It would just fall apart. So what did the teacher or the, the students have to do? They would have to end up, they put water on top and they would just smash them back down again. Start all over again. You know what, the, the, the form, the thing only was shaped and formed. The, those potteries are only shaped and formed. And how the potter designed it, he put so much pressure. He put squeeze on this area. What do you think I get on? <laughs> the potter put some squeeze in this area. And then he came up. <laughs> See the V? Look up, look up, not down, look up. The pot. if you look at the, the pottery... That the potter shapes it by how much pressure he puts in certain areas that make certain shapes. True? But in our life, I thank God that he knows what we can handle. He knows where to press us to make good shapes. Good shapes. Somebody say good shapes. But sometimes I just wish God would put a little bit more water and just shape them a little bit more. But I think us guys as the clay, we as the clay like to put all different other preservatives and so we change the, the way that God wants us to shape. But really, I'm talking not just about the physical, but I'm trying to reach the spiritual part. And how God wants to shape you. How God wants to mold you. Through the squeeze, the best of you would come out in the squeeze. Through the squeeze. What is a squeeze? Some of us guys were challenged with putting food on our table from our fam- for all of our family. Come on, everybody. We were put through a squeeze. We were put through a press. But through it all, in the hardship times, in the hardest times, even when so you went rice, like I shared before, through the squeeze, what's inside of me is what's going to come out of me. So 
If I'm going through a hardship time, if you got Jesus living in you, you got his word so alive in you, even if it's in a squeeze, you still got your head up. You still say, I'm still moving forward. I'm not going to turn back. I'm still alive. I still got a second chance. I still going to make it. My children is blessed. And they're looking at you and they say, Dad, I've been using the same clues like one month. You blessed. Pretty soon get the coconut leaves out there for you, but you blessed. Somebody say, we're blessed. Number two is this. It says this, that God, it says, after I formed you, it says, oh, Israel, fear not. Somebody say, fear not. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. And the next part, number three, is created form. Number three was God redeemed you. Anybody blessed to be redeemed? Anybody who's blessed to be redeemed? Come on now. It says, God had bought you back out of slavery. The word redeem is he bought you back. He paid for you with a price. He done something. I, I know Apostle was sharing about earlier in our offering, how many of you would take this and take that. But God had already paid the price for your mess ups. God has already set you free because he paid the price for your mess ups. If you're grateful that God had paid the price, come on, just say thank you, Lord. So much things. And you know what? This leads me to the theme. I didn't tell you what the theme of tonight was. Tonight was, I, I know the theme is right there, strive in the spirit. But it has to do with striving, but it says this, moving forward. Moving forward without fear. Moving forward without fear. Moving forward without fear. Anybody know what fear is? Fear is not of God. It says in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says that God has not given us the spirit of? But of power, love, and of a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear. So number one was he created you. Number two was he formed you. Number three was he redeemed you. He bought you back. Number four, it says this, that God has called you by your name. I have called you by your name. Anybody blessed that God knows your name? I don't even know everybody in this room here. But God knows every one of our names. Isn't that amazing? The word even says he knows the amount of hair that we have on our head. Even if you try to shave him off, you know how much hair belonged there in the first place. <laughs> True? God is so amazing. He knows your name. He knows who you are. You know what that tells me? That he wants to have an intimate relationship with me. What is that intimate relationship? He wants, them, he wants me to be close to him. He wants to be close to me. And at the same time, there's a song that we sing, draw me close to you. Never let me go. God wants and he desires that time that we spend making time for him. Look at your neighbor and tell him, we've got to make more time. God knows your name. If he knows you, if he, it, 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 the reason why he knows your name, you're special. You are totally special. Everybody else forgot about your name. But he did it. And he knows your name. He knows your name. He said, Jillian, I love you just the way you are. Love you for who you are. That's what he would say. He would say, hey, John, I love you just for who you are. Even when you're left alone, he can call you out by your name. Even in a group of a million people, God can call you out just by your name. The Bible said he even speaks to us in a still, small voice. Jay, what are you doing? Anybody can vouch for many times they said, you heard that still small voice in the ear says, what are you doing? Get back in line. I remember hearing that. I'm not sure if it was my father's voice or if it was our heavenly father's voice. But I heard that. And I know it was God. I know it was the spirit of God says, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Why are you not trusting when all the time you've trusted and now you're not trusting? What are you doing? Why have all the time I provided for you and now you're trying to provide your own way? What are you doing? Come on, somebody. Why now, after all the years, I bless you with a good job. Have you wanted to do other things and you forget about me? I know your name. You forget about me and you stop coming to my house to worship me. What are you doing? Come on, somebody. You know what? I think that as, as believers, I think that's what happens many of times is God has done some good things in our life that we totally forget about how good he is. And that's, that's the, the scariest part of it is 
when we forget about who God is in our life. When we forget about all he's done. We forget about who he really is. We may have forgotten about who he is, but he's never forgotten about who we are. And I'm blessed to know that he never forgot about me. Somebody say amen. amen. Number five. So number one was he created you, he formed you, he redeemed you, he knew you by name. Number five was this God owns you. It says you are mine. I have called you by name, you are mine. And it's, I wrote this line, it says God owns you. Anybody glad to be owned by God? I am. I am because if I'm, I'm owned by God, guess what? He's going to provide all my needs. I know if I'm owned by God, everything's going to be all right. If I'm owned by God, he heals me. If I'm owned by God, all I know all things will work together for good to them that love the Lord. I'm owned by God. I'm owned by God. So if I'm owned by God, guess what that tells me? Everything's going to be all right. Why? It's because I own a big daddy who owns this universe. I own a big daddy that all those little boats out there in that big ocean is riding upon. I know the master of the wind. I know who can call the ahi to the boat. I'm owned by my big daddy. And everything's going to be all right. You know what? When you're going through some tough times and you're going through some challenge and you got fear wants to try and mess you up. Come on now. And you got fear wants to step into the scene and put the little fear butt in the picture. Just remind them, but God said, but now. I think that's why we messed up ourselves many times is that darn spirit of fear. Moving forward without fear. How can you move forward with fear? Never can. Never can. I always try to encourage my children, my two older ones growing up. I says, don't be scared. Don't be scared. My grandfather, we went to Lanai one year <laughs> way back. And my grandfather said, we, we went on this little 12-foot dinghy, about eight of us guys. We left Lanai Harbor. We went to go and pound Opihi. We leave and holy smoke, this water is blue. No can see the bottom. So we go and we're thinking that the boat's going to drive all the way up, but all we see is cliffs. And we're like, wow, where are we going to go pound Opihi? So we look and then um, the guy we're staying with, he says, right over there. Huh? Look over there, over there on cliff. Oh, how are we going up over there? Get big swells coming inside there. I think we shouldn't go there. My grandfather. Che boy, no scared. Papa been here before. I said, Papa, that might have been years ago. <laughs> might have been years ago. No scared, Che boy. I'm like, oh. I'm not, I'm not sure this guy's like scared. <laughs> you remember, Pastor James? The water is blue. Swells is coming in. It's against the cliff. And I'm looking and then thinking, whew. Papa telling me, no, be scared. The Bible says fear is not of God, so I better step out now. So we count the three. We go, let's, okay, all of us guys getting ready for good. Like one, two, everybody put their opihi knife on one hand. They get their opihi bag in the other hand. We're counting. One, we're all going to go together. Two, and remind you, the swim is from farther than from here to the front street outside there, and it is blues. So we're thinking, one, two, three. I jump out of the boat. Hey, all the way up. I mean, I'm not even looking to get swells. I'm climbing up the rock before the swells even come. <laughs> kind of, shh. I turn around, I look back. They're all in the boat laughing. <laughs> I turn around and say, Papa, what happened to Oh, no worry, your boy. Papa was here before. <laughs> but everybody laughing. At, oh, I think I was, I was running on water like how Peter probably was running on water. But I ran because of fear. I wasn't thinking about the Opihi, about anything else. I was thinking, get to that rock super fast. In fact, get to the rock before the other guys come. Leave them behind. Normally, the last guy get eaten. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I better be on. I better not be the last one. I don't want to be in the pile. Just get ahead and just climb for the rock. And everybody was over there. I turned around, look, I said, you guys lose money. But fear tried to paralyze me. Fear tried to tell me all these kind of things that was under the ocean that I couldn't even see. Apostle gave a good definition of what the word fear is. False evidence appearing real. I thought I had some big stuff underneath there, but really it was just small little fish probably. I just had to think it was small fish. Small fish. But fear, fear would, would, would tell you you can't when you really can. Fear would make it look as though the 
the, 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 what you're going through is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Fear will tell you that you're not healed. Hear me now. He tried to do that to me in 2016. Fear tried to tell me I'm not going to be healed. Come on, somebody. Fear tried to tell me that. But you know what I had to tell myself? I have to get that darn spirit out, kick out all of that lying things, all of that false evidence appearing real. And remember, the fact might say something, but the truth tells me by his stripes, I am healed. I am healed. Today, I'm a walking testimony state of God's healing power. And I'm blessed. And he's still working on me. He ain't over yet. He's still working on me. He's still working on you. He's still working on everyone in this place. But fear will stop you. But remember this. God created you, so why can fear stop you? God formed you. Why can fear stop you? God redeemed you. Why can fear stop you? God owns you. How can fear stop you? Come on, somebody. Fear will stop you from being blessed. Fear will put you in that paralyzed state where you can't even move. Fear is not of God. Step on that lying devil, squash him, and tell him, go. Get out of here. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. Forget about what the shock's underneath. Just keep swimming. I'll get OP here right now. <laughs> So I always tell my papa about that. I say, Papa, please don't ever tell me to step out because you've been here before. <laughs> I love my papa. I learned so much from him. And he got to listen to this when he go back and he'll hear him. I learned so much about my papa. I love my papa. He taught me a lot of things. And I'm blessed today. Amen? Anybody grateful for the teachings that you got from your elders? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm going to jump into verse number two. The good stuff is not even begun yet. The good stuff is not even begun. Verse two says this. It starts off with the word, when you pass. I was praying today when the apostle called, I was praying. And I started reading. This is my reading that I've read today. I was reading this. The apostle called and asked to share. And I say, amen. So I was, I was already prepared because of it's my time with God. What you're reading with God. What you have inside of you will only bring out the best when you're put through a squeeze. It wasn't really a squeeze because I know that the more that you deposit, the more can be withdrawn. So I said, amen. So this is my reading. And I was reading this. But when I got to the second part of this, it says about when. The word when. Somebody say when. And I got to encourage you this because... In that, these two scripture verses, it blessed me today. I was just, I was just, oh, I was just, I felt like I was swimming at Lanai all over again. But this time I wasn't scared. I have my bag OP here already. I wasn't scared. But verse 2 says this, when, somebody say again, when. It says verse 2, when you pass through the waters. I, I wish it, it didn't even start off with the word when, but the stuff says if. I wish it said if. So I wouldn't have to go through the challenge, but that's not the way it is. You can't change the word of God. If it says when, it's going to be when. It's not going to be if. There's no if. If it says when, it's when. If it was if, it would have been if. It's going to come no matter if you like it or not. It's coming. Number two says when you pass through the water. Somebody say when I pass through. You know what? I wrote this down today in my devotion time. It says water represents transition. Water represents transition. What is transition? A change. What is trans transition? We, we, we do this in praise and worship, from praise to worship. We, sometimes we do a transition from, from a fast song to a medium song to then a worship song. It, it's a transition. It's hard just to go from a super fast song right down into the worship. Boom. There's no transition. Water represents, what is it again? transition. Water also represents a shift. I wrote this down and I was praying this in my devotions and I said, wow, okay. And it says this, when you pass through the waters, when you pass through the water, I went up and I, and I did my research about what this water was. It represented in, in, the, in, in, chap, in the 
second verse of this chapter. The water at this time was not any clean type of water that the context is talking about. When you pass through this water, the water that was talking about was filthy water, smelly water, vulgar water, urine water, if you put it this way, sewer plant water. It was filthy water that this water is talking about. When you pass through this water, no matter if you're ready or not, challenges are going to come. Oh, yeah. This is what I discovered just today. The water in this context of chapter 43, verse 2, talks about a filthy, dirty time. When you pass through this water, when you pass through the hardships you're facing, when you pass through the speed bumps that try to slow you down, when you pass through the obstacles that Satan tried to throw in front of you, when you pass through this type of water, when you pass, somebody say, when you pass. I put, down, I put down transition and shift. And I put this down because water represents that, but there's this, something is about to change. Water changes the structure of our reefs. I remember the place, um, Puka Pants, they used to have the rocks. If you don't know where Puka Pants, just before Hakimo Road. Why? You probably have Puka Pants, I don't know, but <laughs> the rock can change because of the water. True? Okay. Make a story. It, water represents transition. I'm trying to draw a picture. Water represents transition. Okay. When, when, when God, when Moses led the people of Egypt out of bondage, they faced water. True? They faced water called the Red Sea. Now, there was a transition that was about to happen if they trusted. Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. It was a public display where transition was about to happen. There was about to have a shift in direction when Jesus was baptized in the water. There was a transition. Think about another story. The people of Israel, when they, before they got to their promised land, they had the Ark of the Covenant, and they were walking, the people of Israel. But they came across water called the Jordan River. And in order to get to the promised land that God had promised them that would be flourishing with milk and honey, they were blessed, they were blessed, they were blessed. But the only way they can get their blessing was they had to cross water. Transition had to happen. Water represents transition and shift. I'm here to tell you something. The water that this scripture and this verse is talking about is all the filthy things that we have to go through in our life, no matter what comes our way. Not everything's going to be on a silver platter. It didn't say that when you accepted Christ into your life that everything was going to be a bed of roses. Everything was just going to be prime rib and lobster. I wish it was prime rib and lobster. Don't forget the sashimi. But there was going to be some, some filthy waters that we we're going to have to walk through. But the Bible says this, though we are of this world, we're not, we're not we're, though we're in this world, we're not of this world. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I, I might be standing or walking through some filthy, messy situations. I might be in an area or in a room. I might be at the club. I might be at the bar. But that does not tell me that, I, that, 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 that what they're doing can contaminate this. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to draw a picture for you. It doesn't mean that it, where you're at your job, you might have cussing and people. I thank God for all the cussers at my, the places that I go. I love that. When you start to swear, go ahead, swear. Swear because it's my opportunity to share about Jesus. It's my opportunity. I'd rather walk into a place where there's a lot of challenge and one or two believers just walk inside and just change the atmosphere. If we were called to tell the truth, it wasn't to the believers, it was to the unbelievers. What you scared of? Why does fear have stopped you? You're created by him. You're formed by him. Fear has stopped you from stepping out into those stinky waters. Stinky waters, bro. Stinky waters. If our mission statement in Arca Safety is to win the loss to the cross, we're going to have to walk through some waters that don't look pleasant. Oh, yeah. 
We're going to have, what is those waters? All the accusations, all the persecutions, all the letters, all the mails, all the emails, all the things that people want to say and they want to stop us from worshiping God. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, swim. Finding Nemo. When you pass through these waters, I will be with you. I think that should have said a whole lot. Somebody should have said, amen. When you pass through these waters, I will be with you. I will be with you. You know what? In this year to come, before you see the water, you, before you see or, or experience the smelly, filthy water, what do you do? You actually smell them first, right? You smell I know I home now. <laughs> Giving you a good illustration. Come on, everybody. When we come past the, you can be sleeping. We're coming home on the bus after one big game beating Kahuku. <laughs> coming around the point, all we smell, oh, oh, I home already. <laughs> come on, people of Waianae. If you know what I'm talking about, when you come past the sewer plant, you know you're home. A quarter mile more, right turn, left turn, we're home. Because it was a landmark. In this year, in 2017, the Spirit of God, if you're going to strive in the Spirit, the Spirit of God has to be leading you. And when the Spirit of God leads you, you're going to discern some filthy things that the enemy wants to throw in front of you this year. He's going to want to throw some filthy snares in front of you. He's going to want to throw you off. Why? It's because he knows if he throws you off, you can't get your transition. He knows if he throws you off, you can't get your shift. And in the transition and the shift, that's where you get your breakthrough. That's where you get your deliverance is in those smelly times. In that hard times. In that times where the world sees it as sewage, it is a blessing for an opportunity of a breakthrough. Oh, you... you. <laughs> In my devotions, I wrote this down. I said, thank you, Lord, for all that stinky water that come in my way this year. I wrote this down. I said, thank you, Lord, for all the stinky water that people scared of because of fear. I thank you that that, that, that stinky type of water this year, I am an overcomer of that stinky water. I am an overcomer. I'm not going to give up no more. Fear has done this thing before, but now fear is gone, and I have the Spirit of God living inside of me, and because the Spirit of God is head that is leading this body in this place. You know what? It was tough to go. It was tough to be here today, tonight. I'll just be clear, simple, straight up. It was tough to be here because the enemy wants to try and play things in my mind and say, you know what, you're not really feeling as up to like how you would like to share, feeling 100%. I said, 100% or what? I can be 20% right now, and I thank God it's not me. It's God's super that is upon my natural. When the pastor said it, I said, yeah, amen. He said, you're right. I said, got it. But little did he know. I was praying in the spirit already. And I said, Lord, if it's, my, if it's your will, let your will be done. Tonight I step out in the spirit. It's in the spirit. Tonight I stand here tonight in the spirit. I stand in the spirit because I know that my flesh would not have stood up here tonight. But in the spirit, I am more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. So guess what? Whatever the curveballs, knuckleballs the enemy wants to throw... Go ahead. I'm ready. I'm standing my ground. I'm going to finish strong again this year. Some of you might have been tough to finish strong in 2016. Guess what? This is a new year. Finish stronger this year. Let him know that the whooping that he got in 2016, the whooping in 2017, going to be even worse. This time you're going to get not just one black eye. You're probably not going to be able to see out of both your eyes. Fighting in the spirit realm. Letting him know where he belongs. Fear is not a God. Get out of here. You got to stand. You got to contend. You got to contend. Your family needs you to contend. Your spouse needs you to contend. Some of you have been praying for many years for your spouse to be in the house. Don't stop contending. Don't stop contending. Don't stop contending. The only way to contend is contend in the spirit. How do you contend in the spirit, Pastor Jay? How do I do it? I'll tell you this. First of all, stay in your word. 
Stay in your word because your word is what the nutrients that you need. I'm not talking about a physical food. I'm talking about the spiritual food that feeds this physical man because he's fed. Because the spiritual man is getting fed. The physical man has no choice. If the spiritual man is being fed, the, the physical man has no choice. He got to stand up. He got to stand up. Hear me. If the spirit of God is in control of your being, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you've been hearing, no matter how stinky or filthy the waters that you've been in contact with, if the Spirit of God is leading you, you can make it through whatever you're facing. You can make it through whatever you're facing. And this year, you're going to overcome many of those hardships. I'm going to say that. I'm going to speak that out tonight. You are going to overcome many of those hardships that might have been a challenge in 2016. This year, no longer a challenge. No longer a challenge. No longer a challenge. I told myself I might have been a struggle in 2016 with my health. In 2017, I'm standing up. I'm contending for it. What do I do when I contend? I read my word. I get in my word. It's the first thing. It's like my aminos and my creatine, reading the word of God, getting that protein action into my, my body. I'm talking about the word of God being that protein inside of you. And guess what? You gotta, if the spirit man is getting that protein and saying, you know what the spirit man is going to do? Get your butt. Get to the zone. Get to the zone. Mercedes is waiting for you to run one hour on top of that treadmill. Yeah. Before the year was up in 2016, I told myself, I'm not going to make a resolution in the, in the 31st of this year. I'll start my resolution. This is October. I start them already. I said, I'm tired of this. Sick of this already. Sick of all this challenge that I've been going through. I am going to be victorious no matter what. So I got myself into the situation where I says, I got to get myself stronger in the word. That's the first thing I told myself. You were slacking too long. When you pass through the water, you've been slacking for too long. It's time for a transition shift. You are slacking too long. You've not made all the services that you were supposed to be there. You got to get ready for a shift. There's a transition. Get yourself in alignment. You're slacking too long. I'm not here to put anybody down, but this is what I did for myself. I said, I've been slacking. And I said, Lord, forgive me, first of all. Forgive me. If the times I've been slacking in 2016 might have caused these things to happen, that I was, it had been impossible, it seemed impossible to get through. This year, I don't want to be the same. He encouraged me. He says, you got to dig deeper. You got to dig deeper. You got to keep on digging. I, I shared in a, a message in last year, the ending of last year. It says, keep on digging. Keep on digging. And that's, that, that word keep on digging came from a devotion time before the ending of the year that God had spoken to my heart. That whatever the challenge I was facing, I had to keep on digging. Despite the fear, despite people trying to throw dirt in my well, I had to keep on getting that dirt out of it. Even if they covered up the well, guess what? God would lead me through his Holy Spirit and say, dig here. Keep digging, and I would dig new words. I would find new scriptures. Keep on reading. And the enemy wants to say, you know what? See, it's not working. Try to throw dirt and cover up this well. I look in the scripture verse, and the Holy Spirit leads me to another place that I have to keep digging in that well. This year, somebody say, this year, year. I will overcome. Are you receiving? Somebody say amen if you're receiving. Now it says this. Oh, I kind of got thrown off of all my scribble scrabble. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers. This is another type of water. I'm almost done. And through the rivers. Now I talked about when you pass through the waters, now I'm going through the rivers. I said, wow, Lord, this is two different type of water. This is another type of water. This is the river. And, and, and I remember growing, raising taro in, when I was in college. We had to go dig taro patches up in um, Kahana Bay. But in order to get the water to the taro patch, we had to go to the river. And we had to dig this trench called an awai to get the water from the river to the awai to the taro patch. But the rivers, I was asking God today when I was reading this in my devotion, I said, Lord, you talked about the water. Now you talk about the river. He said, what do you see in the rivers that is different from the regular water? I says, the river is normally clean. 
The rivers is normally clean because the rivers is continuously moving. It's not just a body that is holding water and it's just holding it in. The rivers continuously move. I said, oh, wow, that's awesome, Lord. And I wrote this down. This is what the rivers represented, everyone. <clears throat> the rivers meant stripping and cleaning. It means to refine. When you come across the rivers this year, though it might seem as a small blessing, take it as a breakthrough. Take it as God is providing. Hear me. If, if, if God took the prophet from the brook Cherith in, in um, 2 Kings chapter 18, if God took the prophet, fed him at the brook, a brook is something smaller than a river or a stream. If, and, God, and then God led him all from there to the widow woman and the widow woman and so forth. Does anybody know that story? No, no, no. God took him. Um, the prophet could have said, wow, Lord, you could have took me to a place that had more water than this instead of just a brook. There's going to be some rivers this year. Don't throw that river out of the situation. Keep it in your life. Hear me now. There's going to be rivers that is coming this year. That is rivers. In order for the lo'i to form, you need rivers to make an awai to get to that hard parts inside of your life that got to be softened by the word of God. There's going to be rivers. There's going to be rivers that is going to be coming this year. Don't, don't count it out. It's not a blessing. The rivers represents blessing. The rivers also represents favor. Did you hear that? I'll share that with you. Woo-hoo-hoo. I thank God for that. The rivers represented blessing, and the rivers represents God's favor, and the rivers also represents prosperity. Everybody just wants the big lake all of a sudden. But God can never bless you with the lake until you know how to handle the river. If you know how to handle the river and accept everything that God is flowing into your life. Listen, to you, the, why I say that, accept everything God is flowing into your life. Because to you, the things that flows in the river, sometimes you got branches. When the branches come, it, it kind of clogs up at times. But whatever God is sending down the river, take it as an opportunity for growth in God. You guys got that? Take it as an opportunity for growth. The rivers is going to flow. But this is what it's going to do. The rivers is actually going to start to cleanse you. When the blessing of God comes, he doesn't just bless you for that time. He cleanses you. And the rivers widens the bank. Come on, somebody. The rivers start to open up the banks. My grandfather's them river. Their land started to diminish because of the river started to push harder. The river started to push harder that it started to eat away and erode the dirt and the land, and the rivers came more wide. It used to be steep, but now it can push more water. The rivers, hear me, it's the rivers that brings you a blessing, it brings the favor, and it brings prosperity. The little rivers that you might not have sown as a blessing, I want to tell you something, don't count them out this year. Look at somebody and tell them, don't count it out. It's the little things that matter. It's the little things. If you can be faithful with the little, God will make you ruler over much. That's where the Bible says if you be faithful with the little, he'll make you ruler over much. I want to be a ruler over much, but I got to learn to take care of the little. I got to take care of the little. Everybody got that? Wow. Favor, blessing, prosperity. His waters transition. Shifting. But his transition is shifting me. Wow. There's some things that the Bible says that his word is the living water. See, I'm not right. The Bible says his word is the living water. And if the word of God is the living water and there's rivers that God is trying to send you away, it's the word of God, that which is the river of his living water, that's going to start cleansing some things. There's some things inside of my body I need to get out of me. There's some things in my life i got to get out of me. I desire to live a blessed life. I desire to live a favored life. I desire to have prosperity. I desire that. Anybody desire that? If you're not, that's probably the reason why you're still the same way you are. And then it says this. Come to you. They shall not overflow you. I broke this down two scriptures. They shall not overflow you. Now the river is saying that not going to overflow. 
I said, wow, why don't you want to over? You said you blessed us over above, over and above more. God says this, the reason why I say those rivers would never overflow is because if I overflow it at the wrong time, if I overflow it at the wrong time inside of your life, you forget where all your blessing came from. If I overflow those rivers where you've not taken care of and maintained those rivers. See, you got to get those branches out. You got to get the rocks out of the way for the water to keep on flowing. You got to get all this. Yes, preparation. You got to clear out the passage so the water can continuously flow. Water flows through a river, but it had to come from a high place. It had to come from Almighty God, a high place. But we make preparations by clean. Father, forgive me. Start to clear out all those boulders. Lord, set me free from this. I don't need this no more. Those branches start to get out. God sends the rain. The rain forms. Clouds form. Starts to heat you up in your squeezed situations. Rain comes. Rain starts to come from on high and starts to work its way all the way down. And it touches everything that in contact that is close to it. Amen? They shall not overflow you. They shall not overflow you. They shall not overflow you. Thank you, Lord. They shall not overflow you. He will never give you more than you can handle. They shall not overflow you. They shall not overflow you. I saw many people in the past. I would say this in the past, and I'm going to speak life. Many people in the past that were, didn't have nothing. Your grace has found me just as I am. Didn't have nothing. I remember, I remember many of people didn't have nothing, but when they came into the arms of God, gave themselves to God, God transforms them through this transition, puts them in a shift after sharing his living water with them. In the shift, they, 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 they meet rivers that they get blessed, they get favored, they have prosperity. They get blessed, but then you start to hardly see them in the house. If you ever forget, please hear me on this. If you ever forget where the flow of the water comes from. If you ever forget where your blessing comes from, where the favor comes from, and you think that you're in that situation because you did it all by yourself, that's the very day you'll fall down. My father always used to say this. I'm so proud of this, and, and I see the tongue of my little brothers with this, with the spirit of humbleness. My father used to always tell me this. He says, God will exalt the humble, but the proud will come tumbling down. He says, anytime anybody ever tells you, wow, you did an awesome job, remember never to take the praise for yourself. But you take the, the, the compliments and you say thank you, but you turn it all back around into giving God the praise. Because if you remember to praise him and you remember to give him the thanksgiving and you remember to give him all the honor, guess what? the more that river will flow, the more the blessing will come. Somebody say amen. amen. <clears throat> Last part says this. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, amen. nor shall the flame scorch you. I said, Lord, I could have read any, any passage today, but for some reason, you knew just what you wanted to speak to me today in my devotion. Took me all the way back to back into 2010 when I'm going back to this class. And I read this today and I said, wow, thank you, Lord. You just knew I was going to get on phone call today. <laughs> and I said, amen. But it says this. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall your flame scorch you. You know, and I thank God that the, four, the, 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 the Hebrew children... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Jesus is the fort in the fire. When the fire was turned up in the fiery furnace, when they came out and everything was all right, guess what? The people that saw them didn't smell the smoke of the burnt hair. They weren't scorched or burned. They weren't put to the area where you're not going to be able to handle. He'll never give you more than you can handle. I want to tell you something, everyone. Before we, while we end in this conclusion... In this, in this year, in 2017, not only will you be blessed, not only will you be walking into a year of a fresh new start, God's going to take you through some tough times, but in the tough times, don't count his rivers out. Don't count those tough times as just a, a challenge. 
But look at it this year as an opportunity for breakthrough. Look at it as an opportunity for prosperity. Look at it as an opportunity for God's favor. Amen? Anybody receive that? Amen. When you look back at the years, in the, the, over this year, what is this? Is the 11th of this? Are we in the 11th? 11th, right now? 11th day of the year 2017. The 11, we are 11 days already out of 365. I would ask Uncle Richie, normally he would tell me how much more days to Christmas. How much, Uncle Richie? 348. And he'll even tell you how much times and seconds that you have left to Christmas. <laughs> when I need to know how much close I am to Christmas, I ask Uncle Richie. But if we're in the 11th day of the year 2017, and we got 348 more days to Christmas... It's amazing. If you got that much year, days left in this year, I want to tell you something. Let's try our best to make every day count. Let's try our best to make every day count. If God, if God took you through the, the rivers, he's going to take you even to greater things. If God created you, he'll never leave you. If God owns you, he's there all along the way. If God is forming you, stay on the potter's wheel. Please, everyone. Stay on the potter's wheel. Don't get contaminated, but with everything, tip your head up and give God the glory. Would you please rise and give God all the honor? <laughs> wow. I can't do it. I said, I put this down. As I put this down, Jiboy, you need to remind yourself that you're better than you are now than where you came from and what you were before. Brothers and sisters, tonight, before we leave tonight, if fear has stopped you in 2016 from being blessed, tonight give it to Jesus. Give Jesus, give it all to Jesus. Fear is not of God, but with God inside of you, you have power, love, in a sound mind. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can keep moving forward this year. We can strive. We can strive in the spirit, Father God, without fear. Tonight, Father God, as, you, as we've heard from you tonight, Lord, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters here, Father God, that if they face any situation with fear, tonight, Father God, I want to give it to you tonight. They want to give it to you, Father God, because we don't want to hold on to this no longer. But we want to live in the cycle of your blessing. Tonight, Lord, forgive us, Lord, wherever we've messed up. If you want to repent and say these things to me, if fear has caused you to not be prosperous, fear has caused you from not being blessed, fear has caused you from not having favor, would you say this prayer with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for a new year. I thank you for a fresh start. Tonight, I remind fear that he's not welcome in my life. I remind fear he's no part of me. For God has not given me fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, for revealing to me how I need to be blessed. I am an overcomer. And I will have a blessed year this year. In Jesus' name. With your hands lifted.